Hello, listeners. Welcome to yet another episode of the Google Football Podcast. Today on the pod, we will not be going over the usual weekly roundup of football matches, uh, but instead focus on one of the best players I personally have ever seen score that fine curler in the top corner. Uh, he played for Liverpool, and yet I adored him every time, even the times he scored for my club, sorry, against my club, Man United. Philippe Coutinho, sorry, Felipe Coutinho, the Brazilian magician. Lucas Coutinho stepping away from Gay. Coutinho, beautiful, truly beautiful. It's red noise again. Classic Coutinho. Boy, that is a gem. And I feel I've got the perfect guess to talk about Felipe Coutinho. Uh, Liverpool fanatic, Varun Well. Varun, welcome back on the pod. How are you, man? Doing great, doing great, Amol. Being a long break since we podded together. And looking forward to this pod primarily because, again, he's he was also one of the players I adored a lot. And, again, it was a shocker when he left Liverpool for Barcelona. But, yeah, we still adjusted to the fact. And it, it came out as a blessing in disguise for us, I would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward, yeah, he's back to the Premier League, back with the band mm. uh, under Gerard. Probably Suarez would join them too in the summer and it looks like a fairy tale story coming back along. Right. So, we'll talk about all of that uh, with, you know, his, his time at Barcelona, his, uh, his return to Villa and uh, that is the Premier League. So, let's go. So, listener, uh, hopefully you're aware, and if you're not, uh, you should be aware that Felipe Coutinho is back in the Premier League. Uh, he, like Warren mentioned, uh, he's now signed for Aston Villa uh, on a six-month loan deal. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gerard was highly influential um, in getting Coutinho back, uh, to the to Villa Park. Um, at this moment, we're not sure what the future holds for him, but uh, the present looks pretty nice uh, for him and for Villa. Um, but before that, uh, we'll kind of discuss uh, discuss what um, happened in the past for Felipe. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it a lot of times in, in the next few minutes. Um, what a player! What a player, Felipe Coutinho, and, and he still is. Um, even after all the, the torrid time he had uh, after moving to Barcelona, uh, he finally came back to the Premier League. Um, he came on in the 70th minute uh, against Man United on his debut for Villa at Villa Park and ended up assisting one and scoring the equaliser. Lee Watkins, inside of him is Buendia. Buendia threads it forward up towards Jacob Ramsey, turns it around the corner, got to be 2 Oh, it is 2 It's Philippe Coutinho! Oh, what a dream start for him! What a dream for Aston Villa! Great work down the left-hand side. He came across the penalty box. And it's Philippe Coutinho on his debut. Puts the ball into the net and then rolls into the net himself. It's 2-2. All of this, Man United were 2-0 up uh, before he came in. 
some side for Villa and uh, Liverpool fans. <laughs> like Varun mentioned, the band is back. Um, so Gerard and Coutinho combined to bring United down, uh, albeit Gerard was on the touchline and not in the middle of the park. So Varun, I'll get uh, started with, with um, his Villa return here. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you heard uh, or when you saw these uh, links coming in that he was going to sign for them? Yeah, it was not very surprising because had it had there been any other manager uh, on the touchline at Villa, I think this move wouldn't be pictured or even talked about because I think the influential factor here is against TV's influence that has brought in. And I think we're going to see this uh, moving forward as well. Again, we're seeing Suarez's name being linked. So we, we could see some players who previously played for Liverpool or have been in very close-knit contact with Stevie, they, they might be brought into uh, Aston Villa. But looking at the overall move, looking at how Coutinho was doing um, in Spain and some stint in German as well, it, it looks like a proper move for him right now in his career. Um, this, he for me, he still has uh, three to four years left in him. And if if we can get best out of him, any team that can get the best out of him, we we would see the old Coutinho that was there in the earlier earlier last decade. So again, Aston Villa has clearly now I feel got the right replacement for uh, Jack Grealish. I remember when we were even talking about what went wrong for Dean Smith in our previous pods as well. It was more down to that they filled in the players, but do they actually fit in the role what Jack Relish was bringing to the table? Mm, With yeah. Coutinho, I feel that 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 particular uh, void is is being covered up, and he's he looks exactly the player what Jack was for Ashton or could be more even because his abilities with set pieces is something that we, we all are we've seen and we, we know how good he is and uh, moving forward when we when we look at whether he would continue uh, with this particular club or not I think currently I would say this is very in favour of Ashton Villa because Coutinho has already taken a pay cut and even if he's offered a contract, I don't think it will be in the range what he was being paid at Barcelona. But he's taken a pay cut, I think, with the consideration that he wants to play back in the Premier League. It has been his admiration yeah. even after, I think, within the first two years of Barcelona only that he wanted to come back. But obviously, Liverpool doors were closed for him because hmm. I would say that he kind of disrespected Jürgen at that point of time. So... I think all cool with time, everything heals and everything. Jürgen is also expecting a good stint from Coutinho at Aston. He's talked about him in the some of the few presses that uh, he's looking forward and he's looking forward whether uh, when he plays next against uh, Liverpool. So that will be some all go in peace and it's just about the player who is again looking to grow his career back and it's being ambitious. A good move, yeah. I think a win-win situation for both club and the player right now. Definitely. I mean, I mean, when he, I, I remember when he was joining, and I saw the fixtures, um, and I thought, okay, here we go. He's gonna play against Man United. I was certain. I was just so sure that he he will be scoring against Man United, and he did that, and he also assisted. So yeah, I think, uh, like you said, I think it's a win-win for both Villa um, and for the player. Uh, obviously, he, like you said, he took a pay cut. Um, not just in, for the admiration of the Premier League, but I think he wanted to play regular football and he was not getting that uh, at Barcelona and even though he was getting at Bayern, but he was just on a loan and I think Bayern had better options. So, yeah, good good thing for Villa. Yep. Um, now, 
before he came, before Villa, and obviously before before we go back to you, Varun, to hear a fan's thoughts on his tenure at Anfield, um, which you probably add to whatever you just said. Um, for the listener, uh, if you do not know, um, he first joined Inter Milan. In 2008, uh, when he was just 16, and uh, he was then loaned back to Vasco, where he became one of the key players. And he returned to Inter Milan in 2010, uh, aged 18, but then he was later loaned back to um, La Liga club, Espanyol, um, for after two years. Um, again, was not able to make his mark at the Italian giants at the San Siro, or the blue half, obviously. Um, now, at that time, then Inter manager and then former Liverpool manager and obviously now former Everton manager, Rafa Benitez had said that Coutinho is the future of Inter. Uh, he did not turn out to be the future of Inter, surely, but surely a great player, a great uh, servant for uh, Liverpool Football Club, which he joined in 2008-2013 in January um, for just eight and a half million. Um and he was obviously the PFA team of the year in 2015. Did some amazing things for Liverpool. They almost won the league. Um, now, this is where I'll stop, Varun, because uh, a lot happened at the end of his tenure at Liverpool. Uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, he left in January 2015 or 16. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, he was sold to Barcelona for £105 million, which is almost 100 more million uh, profit that Liverpool made on the uh, the sale of uh, Felipe Coutinho to Barcelona. Now, when when, you, when, when Coutinho was uh, leaving, and obviously, you, like you just mentioned, you, if you feel as a fan that he disrespected your club um, and Liverpool, but obviously, at the same time, from, from a from a neutral perspective, from my perspective, if you look at it, it it's Barcelona Football Club coming in. Um, so I don't know how you could say no to them. Uh, obviously, if he had stayed, he would have done great things. But then Liverpool went on to do great things. And the money that uh, he got Liverpool, uh, that helped them to buy uh, key players in Alisson and, and Virgil van Dijk. Um, so overall thoughts on you know the last few months, the whole uh, the transfer saga that was going on back then, and what did you as a fan want or wanted uh, back then for, for for Coutinho and also uh, for Liverpool? Yeah, so let's start with when he primarily joined Liverpool, and at that point of time, we he was already tainted as one of the most skillful players that um, Serie A has recently seen after and considering he's Brazilian, so we do talk about skillfulness along with the other football uh, capabilities a player possess. They are always talked together, right? And he did possess all of those qualities and Liverpool were in a dire need of a winger. We we tested out multiplayer players like Stuart Downing and other players, but no one kind of clicked in that in that system. But when mm. He came to Liverpool. It had an instant impact, I would say, because if you see his four-year stint in in Liverpool, he's around. I think he scored around close to fifty goals, forty-five uh, to be precise, and ten-plus goal involvements in every season, which is wow. uh, counts for his assists, and which is not bad for any midfielder who was not at the pivot or the at the strike. He used to play at the left, uh, or sometimes as the, as a number ten as well to mm-hmm. fill in, and 
it it was it was kind of that he had uh, taken that particular position as his own and made that that this is how a player on a left side should play and coutinho kind of overlaid that for for the entire league that he was admired for that particular position and liverpool clearly saw that what what he's bringing to the table and then when he picked up with his um i think set pieces and and other skills i think it was the best move i think that happened for us after the suarez signing uh, for liverpool we yeah. we did come close to winning the title with with him in that season and i remember uh, this game against city in which he scored the winner gerard oh. was almost into tears uh, that goal that was, was. yeah <laughs> it was it right and that was that city team which no one could defeat in that particular season so but eventually we didn't end up winning but we clearly showed the some metal that we do have a uh, bandwagon of players that can probably challenge uh, for the biggest prize but then we clearly saw the downfall liverpool had post uh, rogers uh, during the rogers era i would say the last and then few yeah of yeah because i think the transfer policy whatever committee they they had at that point is was not up, up to the mark of the league standard they were not recruiting the players that were there um it was more down to seeing for a potential player rather than a proven asset and it's and were looking more from a future aspect but that eventually uh, took up a toll on rogers and he had to lose his job but under jurgen it was again an instant impact we could see the players who we wanted to flourish were flourishing we could see uh, coutinho clearly coutinho and lalana being the pivot for liverpool in every particular attack so that entire scenario that was built around uh, him was was really in in a way that that helps him grow in the club as well as as well as the it makes the team clicks as well so uh, clearly i don't know why he felt the need because he was making a stature for himself among the fans and even in the football community that he's one of the face of liverpool football club and when this entire talks and i think it was fair on his part if he if we talk about ambition of a football player no one would reject barcelona when when they knock your door and it was the right thing but maybe i felt that it if it would have been stalled till the summer or something it would have been better for us we eventually did end up going to the champions league final to the of that season and because mm-hmm. of the money we got that season uh, we we got uh, Virgil Virgil that season and i think he is also one of the best signings liverpool have made in like recent past so i was shattered uh, personally and i think that was the opinion of every liverpool fan at that particular point because we were clearly seeing a, a band of four players uh, with mane sala bobby and coutinho and this four players together clicking along and they could have ripped apart any any at any defense of the league but uh, he did to move on and we all know how it went through Mm-hmm. Liverpool have gained more from the move in terms of the clauses that were there that if he's loaned we Liverpool would get some share out of it if he's sold Liverpool would get some share out of it so there were so many clauses because to lose such an asset they made sure that Barcelona feels it and it clearly has been a financial disaster <laughs> for them it. they have felt it badly <laughs> yeah i think after uh, the signing of dembele and coutinho these were the two big money signings that they did to replace neymar and i think when we took take the um, 2017 20 18 transfer window into context coutinho was getting up to the level that he could fill in what void neymar was there but he could never provide that much uh, goal percentage mm-hmm. or what do you call the way 
uh, going to the Messi's level. But Coutinho was still a good pick. I would say he was like if you if you pick in that particular era, what was the best replacement Neymar could? Yes, Coutinho was one of them, and he also felt that if he's being seen as such a player, like amongst the top three, he would be playing in the f- best attack at that particular uh, moment in the world. So. It was the best thing for him. But I think the way it happened, he had a disconnect with the club. He had a disconnect with club. I think there's a famous quote also we probably might mention later in the pod. But yeah. that was, that was it was, it, it didn't turn out how he expected. And I think that's the case been with most Liverpool players, except from Suarez, that they've not clicked that well when they've uh, moved to a different club. But yeah, we can also talk about the tactical failures that Barca was facing at that point and the Valverde and why he didn't fit in. But yes, let's uh, go forward with the pod. Yeah, no, I, I just, while before you mentioned the Coutinho, Mane, Salah, Firmino, um, Quartet, Quartlet, whatever it's called, I'm forgetting the name for it. But uh, like you said, it would have been amazing for Liverpool, especially to to have that uh, as the front line. And even without the striker, they would have, like you said, ripped apart any defense, not just in, in England, but maybe in Europe as well. Um, they obviously did win, go on to the final and then won the Champions League, won the league. Uh, but from my perspective, as a United fan or even as a football fan, I just felt that this continuous move was wrong for him. And wrong for Barcelona as well. I mean, I at least I could see it not working out. To be honest, there people might say being um, uh, you know, arrogant or uh, in hindsight you can say that. But even at that time, with with Messi's uh, dominance and the way they were operating, this didn't feel Coutinho would fit in that system. Like he was, he was one of the main, you know, the glue, the layers on between uh, the strike and the midfield at Liverpool. So this felt something odd uh, in that move and eventually turned out like that. So, yeah, but win for Liverpool. And uh, I was not aware of the clauses and everything. But yeah, certainly looks like they they got the best out of it and uh, got it right for themselves and yeah, went on to do some great things for, for for the club. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, when when he came to Barcelona, I think it was... So, Barcelona also played 4-3-3, but that was a wide 4-3-3, not a narrow. Yeah, exactly. 3-3 that Liverpool had. And with Neymar, you, Neymar covers a lot of pitch when he's running, when he's doing his, his own thing. And with respect to when we talk about Coutinho, Coutinho also did like to play the number 10 role, like coming in the central midfield, being the central pivotal attacker also sometimes for the club. But when mm-hmm. you are going to Barcelona, you'll have to play under the shadow of Messi for that exactly. number 10 role. You can't yeah. expect to get that much space. And it's always the game is built around one player. Whereas mm-hmm. when we look at Klopp's philosophy, it's not about just one player. Salah is not always the limelight as he plays on a far left side and he tries to cut back in and always plays that he's, the game is still not created the way that Salah would want ideally in ways. And same with Coutinho he was a free player whereas on Valverde tried a, a flat 4-2-2-2 system with him, a 4-3-2-1 system with him but again he was not allowed given the freedom of cutting back and the curlers yeah. that he used to do. So, considering that space was occupied, he had less freedom, the move was bound to fail. But I think as a player, he could not see, foresee that exactly. and he was probably going to that. But from a managerial point of view, I think Klopp had that uh, sense that the freedom that you get of playing in a Liverpool football club, that all players are playing to their desired positions and 
they're not being shuffled much it's not being complicated being much comp- but yeah. whereas with valverde he, he he wanted everything to click with messi and then ended up in a goal so i think that that was a failure and that has not helped any player i would say who's come to uh, barcelona post coutinho transfer as well if you yeah. look at dembele and griezmann transfer as well they have not clicked and we all know how good these players are it's on paper so I, that's i think one drawback yeah. with the system barca has I, I i had griezmann in my mind when you know we were talking about coutinho's failure at barcelona and i was thinking the same thing how anton griezmann was not able to uh, do justice to his move what a player he is and uh, you know continues to be and again another another financial another miss uh, just yeah. badly bad poor decisions by the club by the managers um and just uh, unable to get the best out of uh, Griezmann as well for and for the same reason like you said you know uh, built around one person and obviously Messi was doing his thing and, and continues to do that but yeah probably not the best move for either of them at least uh, for Griezmann and Coutinho Dembélé I'm not so sure uh, what's he doing and obviously there's a lot of things going on with his contract situation at Barcelona yeah uh, we'll not get into that right now but yeah probably Coutinho I don't know what it could have been very very different um had he stayed however uh <laughs> he did move to Barcelona uh after five years at Liverpool um he did get to la liga titles uh with him um i don't think he was at the forefront of those times like we were just discussing um, yeah he was then loaned to to bayern munich for a, on a season long loan and he was part of the team that won the treble uh um, yeah that won the, the, the cup the league the liga and the champions league so he's had some career uh, he has he's won things which he would have won at uh, liverpool as well uh, i mean obviously he could have been a part of that team which won the league finally for liverpool um, and would have gone down in the folklore but yeah also uh, i i noted this down but i think i couldn't uh, do some fact checking about this did he did he score in that a2 victory over barcelona I think he did. Yeah, yeah, that he assisted. So he came wow. on as a sub in the second half and he assisted and also scored a very wow. continuous goal, very skillful wow. goal. He just chipped down the keeper and that that was funny as well. But yeah, these are story storylines <laughs> that news headlines that everyone wants to see a player who's been rejected by their previous club scores against them and that's what what, what do you expect more? Himself. Here's Thiago lifting another one in and they're looking for more goals and here's Coutinho and he's got another one. This is ridiculous. It's eight. This it's is ridiculous. Eight, and it's absolutely embarrassing for Barcelona. And Coutinho's come off the bench on loan from Barcelona and scored two against them. But um all of that um and the power hopefully the the poor torrid form at the time is behind him. Um he's still 29. um and he's back uh, in the premier league and is now playing under uh, his previous captain at liverpool and mentor steven gerrard um so varun let's just discuss coutinho as a player um although we've been doing that for a while and um we've said that a lot for a great years but um his ability as a playmaker uh, you know the, the famous curler from the edge of the box obviously which i feared at all times especially in the games against man united and also i was fearing that although he didn't do the curler but he still got a good things done for villa in that game um yep. 
great influence and um, i think he will continue to have a, a great influence at villa and this is what i wanted to uh, kind of come to, uh, go down to was um, the impact that he can have um, at villa I, i'm not so sure if suarez will be joining in the in, the, in this window um, but surely gerard has got things uh, you know up properly uh, he's got lucas dinia as well from everton which is another shocking move after they sacked benitez before they sold dinia to villa which is funny but what do you think can can happen for villa uh, in terms of their season um you know they probably should be finishing in the top half i don't think they will finish in the second half of the of the league uh but uh, is there an outside chance for them to go for that europa league spot or maybe the, the conference league can they achieve it yeah the uh, signing such proven talents uh, in terms of dinia and coutinho that surely opens the door and i think the league is far open right now you can't pick um even chelsea is as as a, is a threat right now for their position of third place i don't know whether they'll hang on but i think with the squad depth that they have there i think they'll they'll just just edge that third position but for fourth to 7th and 8th i think it's a very tight um, battle that is going on and with coutinho being there lucas dinia being there and everton as a whole squad looks very good it's been a very drilled performances under stevie and i i hope to see that uh, flow uh, moving forward as well and considering the fixture run they are they going to get now for the next 5 6 game is also very tasty on the cards that they could get the maximum out of this and even still prefer a draw against the the big guns but yeah coming back to what coutinho obviously brings to the table we all have seen his videos of how he tries to score outside the box and just i was looking at the facts to the morning that he's most 60% of his goals have been outside the box so when you are let's say playing against a weaker side it's the managers always ask you that you should test the goalkeeper as much as possible and i think with coutinho you are always going to do that he's going to try his one one or the the skills and try to test the goalkeeper from long range and you never know with him uh, where the ball is going to end up and he's usually accurate he he has a 55% accuracy of uh, shooting accuracy and that's oh. <laughs> when you talk about that conversion rate it's like wow. you can expect a goal every alternate <laughs> game he's very good in pressing as well winning balls in the right place and that's i think what liverpool does too mm. right now they they press the team so high that they win the ball in a very dangerous position and it's very difficult to then turn back and defend it. and i think with coutinho you always expect that he can turn a move into flash and before you realize there'll be a shot placed by him so that's something that that's always been with him he has in premier league his stats look astonishing to me when i look at he's hit the woodwork 12 times in his four years of playing career of liverpool which is like you could have expected at least 12 goals also so it's also very astonishing figure that i always look at that he could have scored so many goals for liverpool and been talked in the same league as at that time yaya and kdb were talked about so mm-hmm. he he's a big uh, big hunt for uh, stevie and if you look at the strength uh, of lucas dinia and coutinho on the left side these gerard has loaded his left side because he knows that if he can create a lot of chances from this particular side because a previous aston of last year was very strong on this side mm-hmm. we know matty target was 
playing a very influential role but he has he's a very inconsistent player he's not very sound when he has to trace back a particular player who's faster than him he won't position himself well but with dini i think uh, you can expect a lot of good movements lot of balls being played diagonally as well to the other flank to cash's side and cotini always will be a very good player to over offload and create an attacking move so i think it's the win win uh, situation for gerard that he's brought in such good proven talents and if they are able to hunt a very good striker but i still feel they are very good in play, place with watkins and inks uh, and coutinho is a very good reader also he does not just read the opponent's game well but i think he also understand the positioning of the players within the team as well um if you remember the kind of assist he's drawn for sturridge and suarez in that time they mm. were just astonishing he used to play balls from everywhere it was just like how modric plays or any tony cruz's play uh to to the striker so he clearly has a vision we've not always been talked about like oh my god how how good that ball was oh my god continues doing that game in game out he's been a bit inconsistent with those things but we know what he's capable of and i think if he's able to sync up well with watkins they we could see a good partnership building up here yeah and like and like i said and i stressed upon this he's just 29 So yeah. um he definitely so three years left easily three years maybe five um at least uh, if he continues to stay at a club like Villa or at Villa uh, he can definitely definitely give good three years to to them especially under Steven Gerrard those to close to Liverpool um until then I think he has a great uh, has a great career ahead at, at Villa Park and. Yeah, I think Villa can achieve great things with uh, with Stevie there, and also mostly maybe Coutinho there as well. Yeah, right. And we'll wrap with uh, those famous words from Jurgen Klopp, uh, which he apparently said to Coutinho uh, before his move to to Barcelona. And his words were, "Stay here, and they will end up building a statue in your honor. Go somewhere else." to Barcelona to Bayern Munich to Real Madrid and you will be just another player here you can be something more yeah i'm I trying to find are... out i'm exactly i'm just trying to he was so correct in hindsight it was absolutely spot on with what he predicted for for the player and that is exactly what i have what had happened and um yeah. now I was. This is where we end this part, Varun. So I wanted to ask this: Had he stayed, will you or would you have built a statue for him? Would he have become, uh, uh, for example, obviously he would have been a part of that team which won the league. So um, would he would have had he would he had uh, achieved that status that uh, obviously Gerard has, Ian Rush has, maybe Salah also has. Amongst the Liverpool folklore, would Coutinho have done the same? Would he have achieved the same things? Considering my biases for Liverpool club and how much I wanted him to stay in this club, and that four pillars of Liverpool uh, in terms of our attack would have been crazy. But yeah, it's it's a fair move. We we always learn moving on in football. Such transfers keep on happening. We bestest player leave. I think for Aston and Grealish left. It was a heartbreak. We've had these heartbreaks with Suarez, and I think you would have with Ronaldo. when he went to madrid and these we do learn from these things and we always see in hindsight whether the player has done well 
Clawford were absolutely correct um, that he would be just another player because he has to play under the shadow of the players that are already there established themselves and at Liverpool he was the prime. So that's yeah, hindsight. It's it's. I think it's a fair deal. I I would take it. <laughs> Interesting, but still, like I said just a while back, I think he will is could be a great coup for for Villa. Uh, yeah. For for Gerard's own career uh, as a manager, in starting out in the Premier League, and yeah. uh, if things go well, I think both of them can achieve great things together and um, get their respective careers uh, on the right track. Uh, especially for Gerard in starting out in the league, uh, wanting hopefully mostly should uh, you know manage Liverpool in some time in some years, and while Coutinho, like you mentioned, twilight of his career, so he would want to make the best impact that he can and kind of compensate on what he uh, missed out on in the last uh, two, three years, um, not having any sort of impact on uh, on the team that he was playing for. And I think at Villa, he will be he will be that fulcrum, I think, which he was at Liverpool, uh, especially under Rodgers. And uh, I think he, he will enjoy that uh, that status of a player uh, running the show for, for a club, which is actually a big, big club like Villa. And yeah, I think all the best to all the best to him, to, to Gerard and to Villa. And let's see what he what, uh, can achieve. So that's it from us, listener. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoy this, we'll come back with more of such kind uh, of, of topics for, for, uh, for us to discuss. Uh, do follow this pod, do subscribe uh, on, on whatever streaming platform you're using to, to listen to this podcast. And uh, thanks, Varun, for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amur. Looking forward. Bye, mate. Take care. Take care, listener. Thank you. Bye.